0: Right now to exactly 23 minutes before 5 o'clock. We also have a superwoman on the line indeed. Her name is Shireen Mentor. She is a PhD candidate and one of the top young scientists in the world. Very good morning to you, Shireen.
1: Good morning, Kanye. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for being with us. Before we get into the work that you do, tell us what your get up and go is, your morning routine that gets you going every morning.
1: Um, you know, I think for me, you know, my life as a scientist is always goal-orientated. And um, each day I know that there are certain tasks that I need to accomplish and um, that will help me sort of chip away at, at bigger goals. So each morning I wake up with these ideas in my head and, and I know that there's work that needs to be done mm-hmm. today that will sort of help me reach my career and life's ambitions. Um, so I, usually I just, basically I start my morning or I start my day the previous day, actually, sort of thinking about how how many tasks I've completed, um, so I get a sense of how to prioritize these tasks. So by the time I get to university the next day, it's just a matter of plotting um, what sequence of actions is required sort of, in order to, to bring me closer to completing these tasks.
0: You can tell you're a scientist, you know, sequence of completion. You know, scientists always talk about the sequence of things, you know, whether yes. it's neurons or this or that. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to try and, you know, uh, demystify being a scientist for our listeners because here you are, you are a scientist. And guess what? You're actually a normal person. Believe it or not, <laughs> scientists have a life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now you started with the University of Western Cape uh, You joined the work study program for uh, catering to students Predominantly from previously disadvantaged backgrounds You know you did your degree and you continued within the academic world And you've worked um, as a lecturer for postgraduate students In basic teacher culture techniques at the medical biosciences, uh, biosciences department Talk to us about your love for science and where it all started
1: um, I think for me uh, specifically, I um, life is a funny way of, of placing you where you need to be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, for most of my schooling career, I was planning to study medicine, um, and I didn't, I, I didn't get placed at any institution. And UWC actually gave me a chance, uh, and and I think doors have just opened for me um, in that respect. And I also think I'm. I'm quite a curious person, I'm always asking questions, I'm always wanting to know exactly how something works. Mm. And I've always wanted to to improve the quality of life of um of people and of, of and of patients. And so I think science essentially science chose me.
0: <laughs> do you do you ever get the sense that you know um people shy away or run away from the sciences because they perceive it to be too difficult?
1: Um I think so. I yeah. I definitely think so. I think people always tend to feel that, you know, because they're maybe not always clued up about science, they tend to think that there's a lot of bamboozling that could potentially happen, but there's a lot of value in scientific method. And I think as scientists, it's our job to to, to really communicate our science properly in in such a way that sort of gives people the confidence in the fact that, you know, that this value in scientific method and this value that science adds to the human condition or, or human health.
0: Mm. And and how do you see your work as contributing? You know, you you spoke earlier on wanting to be a doctor, but then now you see that you are actually contributing in a different way. How is your work, you know, in the medical biosciences, you know, contributing to the development of medical science as a whole?
1: Yeah, you know, I think uh, my work, particularly it's important in the sense that you know I study these highly specialized cells that protect you know your brain tissue and um, but we also discovered that there 's a limiting factor as much as it 's protective it also prevents the treatment of certain um, neurological um, disorders and I think that what i 'm doing is, is is sort of groundbreaking in that it will help us find potential therapeutic strategies in order to treat you know diseases that for many years uh, could not not have been treated. And so I think there's a lot of potential um, in unraveling um, the mechanisms on how these cells work. And I think also, you know, what motivated me is the fact that I come from a Cape Flats community where, where, you know, drug addiction is rife. And I started off... um, working on the effects of methamphetamine um, on these particular cells that I'm studying. And and now I'm just taking a few steps back and looking at the structure of these cells because, you know, it it sort of gets close to home. The, the, The drug problem is rife. And so that is sort of my motivation in terms of understanding how we can alleviate these problems.
0: Now, you've just come back from a prestigious science conference in Germany. Tell us more about the trip that you've just come back from.
1: The, um, the 68th Lindau Nobel Laureate meeting, I think it's probably one of the most prestigious meetings for any scientist to be at. I think for me it was the most inspiring um, moment for me, I think, to meet laureates. I've always wanted to understand the character and the aura that a laureate possesses and, and also being able to engage with with. The young scientists from 84 different counties was highly stimulating. Every day you meet someone who's got a new idea. You you, you can you're able to sit in front of a panel of laureates who criticise your work, but for your own gain, you know. And so mm-hmm. what stood out for me was how you know to to most effectively communicate science, how to globalise science, how to you know reach communities that are unaware of certain scientific methods and the importance of science. And I think for me it was just in, it was, I fell in love with science again you know mm. I was able to really understand the worst of what I was doing and we all got an opportunity to understand that it's important to take ownership of your ideas it's important to believe in what you do
0: yeah and I like the sound of that. When you um, arrived in Germany, and you know you met your your other colleagues, you know working in different scientific institutions, um, w- were you at any stage, you know, tempted to think maybe you have less to offer because maybe they perceive African sciences as not being top notch, or were they really clued up about the, the the great work that we are doing in South Africa in the sciences? At first, yes, there were moments
1: where I was. I I did think, like, oh, my word, you know, this type of facilities and equipment that they have is just so phenomenal. I mean, what is it that I have to offer? But at the end of the day, you, you know, what for me was validating was that out of the 600 scientists, I was selected as what is the top city to present my work and I asked myself why was I selected and it was because I had something novel to offer you mm. know I think people need to understand that you need to, to to really you know be original in your thinking and you need to believe in your work um, and, and, and not necessarily reinvent the wheel I think the world needs more originality and so I was able to present work on that platform in front of laureates and I and I think that I, I, I believed that I had something to offer um, apart from that in addition to that as I got selected as one of the top city to attend uh, a post event at the Max Planck Institute, and so I was able to to be exposed to more research facilities, and and so I do believe yes that that we, there is a space for African uh, um, innovation
0: mm. on an international
1: platform, yeah.
0: And for, for for somebody listening to you right and now and saying, you know, you know, Shirin, you found your passion, you found what it is that works for you. I'm still on that journey. I don't know, you know, where I'm headed. I'm not even motivated to start this very day. What do you say to that person? You know,
1: um this will probably tie in with one of my favorite quotes and and you know, it's really and the quote is by Rhonda Vine and it says, you know, life, life's not happening to you, life's responding to you and so, for me it's so important that even if you haven't found your passion, you know be present daily, you know make sure that you, you engage with life and you give all of yourself um, and and because otherwise, you know half of yourself invested can only gain half the return, if you have an idea you have a dream, allow the space between where you are now and discovering your dream. Allow that space between those two things to inspire you towards becoming more of, you know, what you're supposed to be one day. Don't be too hard on yourself, you know, um, and, and don't think small. Don't think, you know, a lot of us sometimes want, think that we, oh, well, we just want to be the king of our street or the king of our community. Allow your worth to, to encompass the world, you know.
0: And allow your work to encompass the world. I like the sound of that. Don't be afraid. And you mentioned something very important earlier on. Uh, you say that when you went to Germany, one of the things you learned is how to take ownership of your ideas and ownership of what it is that you produce. And indeed, all of us have something that God has given us. And we need to take ownership of our gifts and talents. Yes, that definitely. is. They're very, very true. And what does leadership mean to you, you know, as, as, a, as a person that's leading in, in your faculty, in the sciences, somebody that is looked up to by maybe a lot of young men and women, especially those of color who are inspired by what it is that you do?
1: To me, you know, um, I, think I, was, I, was, I was able to, to have an opportunity to sort of be in a leadership role because I'm not only... Scientist but i 'm also a dancer, and so i 've been leading you know, young, young kids for a couple of years and, and what I have learned is that you know leadership is really being able to to delegate and, and, and take responsibility for a collective decision um, and it 's also to simultaneously you know, be able to suspend your ego and see the perspective of the collective and then to certainly to, to provide tools and application of those tools, but then also to step aside and allow those in training to grow without you.
0: Mm. So
1: essentially that is what leadership is to me.
0: Thank you so much for joining us and sharing, you know, such pearls of wisdom. Are there any other uh, quotes or inspirational messages that you, you you live by, maybe mantras that you say to yourself, you know, maybe self-affirmations that, you know, really pick you up, you know, whenever you need that boost.
1: I think, you, you know, for me, um, what inspires my creativity is, is knowing that I'm doing something special. And so it's really about being present daily and realizing that I have something special to offer. And, and, and I keep my eyes open for new niches and always checking to see what, you know, what is unique that I can contribute. And then when I know that, I just work work, work, and I think that's what people can take home.
0: Thank you so much for for joining us. That is Shireen Mentor. She is a PhD candidate and one of the top young scientists in the world. She's just come back from a prestigious science conference in Germany the Lindau Nobel Laureate meetings where she had an opportunity to present her work and we wish her nothing but the best as she continues to do great work. 11 minutes before 5 o'clock it's almost time for us to go home but not quite yet. We're still in the thick of things. Here's a la belle with a lady marmalade